Perspective for Today is your Christ-centered resource for life's daily struggles. This podcast aims to build up, edify, and encourage you through biblical truth. I'm your host, Tony Perillo, and it is my pleasure to share God's will for you and for me. So settle in and let's see what God has in store for us today. Further insight is available at PerspectiveForToday.com. Hi, and welcome back. Today, we are going to conclude our study of Romans. We began our study back on March 7th of last year, and it's taken about almost a year and a half to complete. I hope and I pray that despite the length of this study, that it's encouraged you to dig deeper into God's Word and to seek His will for your life. We pick up our study with chapter 16, verse 16. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ greet you. In our previous episode, Paul had a list of individuals that he would like the Roman Christians to greet on his behalf. Now he asks them to greet one another with a holy kiss. It is designated as a holy kiss to ensure that there is no inappropriate greetings going on. In other cultures, a kiss on the cheek is considered acceptable. In our country, a handshake will do. When Paul refers to the churches of Christ greeting them, he is referring to the churches of Achaia, where Paul was currently writing from. In our next verse, Paul is warning his readers to beware of those who seek to cause chaos within the church. Romans 16, 17. I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid them. It is not uncommon to find someone in the church who has nothing better to do than criticize the pastor and find fault with the message. One bad apple can affect the entire congregation. We need to avoid giving these people the opportunity to spread their venom. Satan is an inside job. He works within the church to cause division and unrest. Beware of falling prey to his devices. Romans 16:18. For such persons do not serve our Lord Christ with their own appetites, and by smooth talk and flattery they deceive the hearts of the naive. We need not be deceived. The naive Christian is one who does not immerse himself in the word of God. When someone is serving their own appetite, then they are filling their bellies with self-righteous, bigoted, hateful speech that is contrary to the will of God. Beware of such individuals and bring to remembrance scripture that reveals the lies that they utter. Romans 16:19. For your obedience is known to all, so that I rejoice over you. But I want you to be wise as to what is good and innocent as to what is evil. Paul knew that the Roman Christians he was writing to had been steadfast in their faith, and he rejoiced in their commitment to the Lord. He tells them to be wise and know what is good. We need spiritual discernment to truly know what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Romans 12.2 If you are innocent as to what is evil, then you won't feed into it. It won't have any power over you. Romans 16.20 And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. In the previous verse, Paul encourages his readers to be obedient in their faith that obedience will be rewarded. Isn't it good to know that the God of peace will crush the enemy under your foot? We can rise above the evil that is around us. If God is for us, who can be against us? 
We are more than just conquerors. These are not just cliches, but they are statements of faith that should be a part of who we are. Paul ends this verse with a blessing, that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Earlier in this chapter, Paul was sending greetings to specific people in Rome. Now he is sending greetings to individuals who are with him in Corinth. Romans 16:21. Greetings from Paul's friends, Timothy, my fellow worker, and Lucius, Jason, and Sosipater, my countrymen, greet you. Timothy was closer than a brother to Paul. He was with him during his second missionary trip. You can see that in Acts 16, 1-3. Timothy was with Paul during his time in a Roman prison, and after that as well. Two letters that Paul wrote to Timothy are of such significance that they are part of our Bible. Lucius is not mentioned in previous writings. But Jason may very well be the man who took a lot of abuse for welcoming Paul when he was in Thessalonica. Sosipater may be Sopater of Beria, mentioned in Acts 24, who went with Paul on his third mission trip. Romans 16.22 I, Tertius, who wrote this letter, greet you in the Lord. Nothing is mentioned of Tertius outside of this verse. Paul dictated his letter to the Romans, and Tertius served as his stenographer or scribe, which was called an amenuensis. <laughs> it is possible that Paul's eyesight was failing him. He hinted at that possibility in Galatians. Galatians 6.11 See with what large letters I am writing to you with my own hand. You may or may not agree with my interpretation of this verse. It could very well mean that he was adding emphasis to what he was writing. I'll let you draw your own conclusions. Romans 16.23-24 Gaius, who is host to me and to the whole church, greets you. Erastus, the city treasurer, and our brother, Quartus, greet you. There are at least four individuals named Gaius mentioned in the New Testament. General consensus seems to lean toward Gaius being the person mentioned in 1 Corinthians 1.14. I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius. He was noted for his hospitality towards Paul and others. Erastus was the city treasurer in Corinth, and Quartus is not mentioned anywhere else in the Bible, but to be referred to as a brother is worthy of Paul's remembrance of him. Romans 16.25 Now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages, Paul now concludes this letter to the Romans with a doxology, which is like a praise or hymn to God. In this passage, Paul makes reference to my gospel. It is the gospel that was entrusted to him to share with the Gentiles. Paul is referred to as the apostle of the Gentiles. There is no other gospel that speaks of Christ that is worthy of consideration. The true gospel message is that through faith in Jesus Christ, we can have remission of sins and receive a righteousness from God that cannot be received in any other way. In Galatians, Paul emphasizes the importance of the true gospel. Galatians 1.8-9 through 9. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. In Paul's reference to angels preaching a gospel that is contrary to the one Paul preached, 
There is only one angel that would dare to preach a false gospel, and that's Satan himself. Paul continues in verse 25, saying, The preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages. The mystery of the truth, that is, Jesus Christ, was kept secret since the beginning of time. Human intellect could never imagine the revelation was that was to be revealed at the coming of Christ. Romans 16.26 But has now been disclosed, and through the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations, according to the command of the eternal God, to bring about the obedience of faith. But having not been disclosed in the Old Testament, it is now revealed through the writings of the prophets of the New Testament. God commanded that this gospel message be made known to all nations, in order that people might obey through faith and come to salvation. Romans 16.27 To the only wise God be glory forevermore through Jesus Christ. Amen. All wisdom is of God, and to Him is all honor and glory due through Jesus Christ, the mediator to our Heavenly Father. Amen? This concludes our Bible study of Romans. For those of you who were faithful to this study, thank you for taking the time to join me in getting to know our Lord and Savior a little bit better. As always, may you have a week full of opportunities to share this good news with those that need to hear it. So let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise, and we glorify your name above all others. Lord, as we end our study of Romans, may we not only hear the message you have given us, but let us obey with a willing heart. Father, we just pray for spiritual discernment, that we may be wary of false prophets and those that seek to deceive and divide us. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. For it is in his name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to Perspective for Today, your source for positive and uplifting messages. Just remember, God has a plan and you're a part of it. For more positive and insightful articles, please visit our website at perspectivefortoday.com. Just remember, when you're at a loss, look to the cross. Have a blessed day every day, and we hope to see you soon.